back at you with another episode of the Unladylike Lounge podcast. Today I am joined with Francie. Francie is a dreamer from Puerto Rico, currently living in Kansas. Francie, how are you this morning? Oh my goodness, exhausted, but so excited to be here. Thank you for this opportunity. Of course, absolutely. We are so happy to have you. It is bright and early, but I am so appreciative that you are here with us this fine morning. Chilly, but fine. Um, So like I mentioned, you are a dreamer from Puerto Rico. What can you tell us about that? That just, that part fascinated me about your story. So I want to hear everything you are willing to tell us. Yeah, it's so funny. Everybody's like loving uh, my journey from Puerto Rico over here. Well, pretty much I had an amazing childhood uh, with my mom and my dad who took me in when I was one. So it's called stepdad, but I hate that name. For sure. (laughs) And uh, yeah, with a lot of cousins, 24 cousins just from one side of the family. (laughs) And then my my dad has a huge family, too, and my biological father. So okay. it was pretty interesting, a lot going on. And then uh, so I had sex, and my mom asked, and crazy story. Oh, so- <laughs> girl, girl, I know. That's, see, my dad, my biological father is Cuban, so we had, like, Okay. When he found out it was the whole big shebang works conversation. Oh, let me tell you, I can relate. My mom was special. I love her to death, and she's my best friend, so I don't want anybody thinking anything bad. Oh, no, of course not. But she took us for ice cream, me and my boyfriend at the time. I was 14. He was 19. Mm -hmm. And... (laughs) She asked, hey, did you guys have sex? He, of course, says no. But for me, like, if my mama asked, she right. already knows. So, like, right. don't even play around. So, anyways, I say yes. She said, okay. That was it. That was the end of the conversation. Really? I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is bad. Like, I'm going to die. I'm not going to survive this. Well, I went to school the next day, whatever. On Wednesday, I look for my mom. I can't find her. And when I do, she's at my aunt's house using the phone, calling my future mother-in-law, which I I don't think I had met her yet, to tell her that I'm getting married on Friday. (laughs) Your boyfriend at the time's mother? Yes. What? So I was like, okay, if this woman is that crazy, like, I need to go. I need to go. This is it. This is a wrap. And, like, my quinceañero, you know, in, in Hispanic culture, it was going to be the next month. Oh, my God. He canceled no. everything. So, no. yes. So, anyway, I had a cruise going. I had DJ, a band, everything, the whole shebang. Oh. She canceled everything. And I was like, uh-uh, I'm still wearing the dress. Yes. Like, <laughs> you are not taking away my dress, girl. So, I got married. And it only lasted 10 months or whatever. Oh. And then, you know, at separation, I didn't want to go back. Well, my parents were divorced, you know. Right. I met my biological father when I was nine. Okay. He showed up with my grandma so my grandma shows up with the stranger with my face so i was like hey dude i believe you're the guy that they keep talking about 
So anyways, <laughs> I met him. Uh, he broke my heart. At 13, we started talking again, but we lost because I was angry. Mm-hmm. I was like, why did you leave me? And this, this, and that. He goes, your mom is not an angel. Excuse you? Like, wait a minute. That's my mama. What you, what, hold up. So anyways, at 15, I called him up again and was like, hey, that woman is crazy. <laughs> Save me. Get me out of here. <laughs> So I moved to the United States when I was 15 Okay. with him, and a lot of stuff happened. Um, it was never a father-daughter relationship. Okay. Uh, I thought I, I was bad, but it was just a brat thing, you know, with my family in Puerto Rico. Right. It was little things compared to the hell that I lived with my biological father. Gotcha. So we lived in Maryland for a little bit, ended up in Kansas. So I've been in Kansas for 19 years now, 17, 17 years in Kansas. (laughs) Yeah, I got to (laughs) count. A lot has gone on. You know, I have moved from so many different places. So I lived in Maryland for a little bit, was able to graduate, you know, in English as a second language school. And then, thank you. And that was my biggest accomplishment before the podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> you go, girl. Get it. Because, you know, it's a different language, a different culture, a different everything. I had to pretty much be born again. Yes. To be able to survive a different country at 16. like Yes, at 16. Like, that is a lot. That is a huge culture shock. Yes. And then the families are so different. So my mom's side of the family is like Christian crazy. I don't want to like offend anybody, but no. they're like, they'll hit you with the Bible. Like you're going to believe or you're going to believe. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's one thing I feel like people don't understand about his like really traditional hispanic families like that is a huge thing my my father's side of the family was the exact same way like you we call it getting beat with the bible belt like you are going to believe and we are going to you know it's so i i get it i get it yeah so as a teenager it was like uh whatever you know god i'm only calling him when i'm in trouble right (laughs) so i came over here and Ooh, stuff went south. You know, hormones were going on, which my family in Puerto Rico called them demons. It oh. wasn't until I moved over here that I found out it was just hormones. <laughs> and uh, so when... I don't talk about a lot, but let's just say there was a little bit of grooming starting in Maryland with my biological father. Okay. And then when we moved to Kansas, it turned into something else. Okay. And then I met my boyfriend at the, uh, right now, and uh, he took me out of that situation. Thank goodness. Yes. Thank goodness. <laughs> and I, so th- through it all, you know, there was a lot of anger. Yes. Uh, depression. Because um, I pretty much at the time, I had lost a husband and a son. But it was my biological father and my brother. God. Okay. Okay. I see what you mean. Oh, my goodness. 
So there was a lot of grieving. There was a lot of messed up stuff going on through my head. And so my boyfriend wanted to help me. And I'm very independent. Mm. Yeah. There was some some problems there. Yes, yes. I, I can see where that conflict would come in. Yeah. An Italian hillbilly. With uh, a countryman, sorry, and <laughs> <laughs> with a Puerto Rican princess. Oh, that would be so difficult to navigate. Oh my goodness! In a poly relationship. <laughs> so it's just like things on top of the other. Oh, so, my relationship has been a mess, but in the over uh, a decade. Um, first I was dealing with depression, so there was a lot of reading books, uh, watching positive uh, shows, listening to positive music, you know, things like that. Through it all, God's grace saved me. I had a therapist that told me that I should be in a mental health hospital and I should not be functional for the stuff that I have gone through. Wow. I always say is god's grace i don't care what you believe that's those are my beliefs yeah and i'm a walking miracle (laughs) yes girl look at you standing strong and so are you are you still with that same man today lord jesus yes i am (laughs) as of two days ago (laughs) we have been together for 12 years but there's a lot of on and off because um as of right now we found the perfect setup Okay. But I say is two crowns, right? We're fighting for the crown, but he has two crowns. But we're both like, my crown has to be more important than hers. Okay. (laughs) No, I get it. The level of pettiness between us is (laughs) ridiculous. (laughs) See, and I feel like, like you had mentioned he's Italian, right? You had mentioned that. See, I feel like when you combine Italian, that that spicy Italian, and then you've got the the Puerto Rican, like that's ooh, ooh, like I I I feel it, I feel it, girl. It's like I'm, I'm the man in the relationship, and I'm like, are you? I can be a man too. And he's like, like girl, sit your ass down and be a woman. <laughs> You're a woman, just take your place. And I'm like, no. I am independent woman, anyways. Like, I am the alpha here. Listen. (laughs) It's so hard, girl. It's so hard. The struggle is real. But I love it, though, because we're still independent, you know? Yes. Like, yeah, he has two women and whatever, but I say we both like cake, so we eat cake together. I mean, it's a party every time, so, you know, it's just like, if we can get the pettiness out, we will work out amazing, but we just need some time. Right. To my story. (laughs) That is awesome. I love it. I love how open and just how real and raw it is, and it's, it's a beautiful thing, and it works for you, and you know what? I can relate on a few levels, so (laughs) I love it. I absolutely love it. What would you say has been the hardest part about transitioning from 
Puerto Rico to America besides just the the having to like you said kind of be reborn and learn the difference in culture and things like that what would you say has been the hardest part about leaving Puerto Rico and coming to America so for the longest time I was in denial because uh, somebody asked me a similar question and I said I survived it through sex alcohol and drugs because Ooh. I was in denial on how much it wasn't until I was 29 I left at 16 mm-hmm. and at 29 years old I got the reality check of like wow these people are super cool and they're my family you know okay like dang it I left them you know that really sucks so it's just missing you know every weekend every day is a party okay because <laughs> okay. in the Hispanic community we we got so much so many family members that yes. is like five to ten people at all times. It, I know that's right. <laughs> but girl, I found out when I was 17 that I had 22 siblings. And I was like, what? Oh, shoot. What? <laughs> so I, I feel that on having so many family members that like every day is a turn up. Like, well, okay, so we're just, this is what we're doing today. So I, I feel you on that. Um I feel like a lot of people don't really understand that there is such a huge cultural difference between America and Puerto Rico because Puerto Rico is considered part of the United States, but it is so different. It really is. What is the one thing you miss most besides family about Puerto Rican culture? Yeah, the party, girl. The party, yeah. The people, the love. It doesn't matter who you are. Like, when I first get there... It's like shocking, like, oh my gosh, people are like trying to kiss you and hug you. And if you're not used to it, you're like, stranger danger, stay away from me. But by the end of it, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm leaving, I love you. And I just met you two days ago. (laughs) It feels like over, you know, there's no such thing as a stranger there. But over here, we are taught, you know, everybody, you know, you have to keep, I mean, besides the pandemic, you know, that you have to keep your distance. Everybody's a stranger. Everything, everybody's, you know, a danger and things like that. But over there, it's just there's love. There's no such thing as a stranger. Everybody's, you know, every, everybody's a cousin. Everybody's somebody to you. And that's just a beautiful thing. Um, what would you say is the hardest part about living in America today as a dreamer? The freedom of time. We are brainwashed that we need to be at work for 10, 12 hours because that's our job, that's our career, and blah, 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 blah. And you're like, no, why? It's money. Like, we can get money from anywhere. (laughs) Girl, I know that's right. I know that's right. Ask a ask a podcaster. Like, let me show you how to hustle. Like, yeah, because um, I've been in the post office. You know, that's why my biological father, when we moved from Maryland to Kansas, it was because of the job in the post office. He was upper management. Okay. And then I sign in, and I worked uh, six years in the um, plant. 
So like sorting mail through the machines and all that stuff. I'm a dork. I love the freaking machines. I'm like, oh my god, they can do what? And they read what? That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and now I switch to the mail lady. So I say I'm the mail lady during the day and a podcaster at night. What's yes. your superpower? Superpower? <laughs> like, what's your superpower? <laughs> that is so dope. So what are your hobbies and interests outside of doing mail and podcasting? What what gets your gears going? Diamond painting and journaling. Diamond painting is uh, little beads put on a Canva to make a huge, uh, beautiful picture. Ooh. So, like, you're talking about... 60,000 plus little beats. Dang! What? <laughs> Girl, I feel like that is the most beautiful, most intricate, most like I would lose my mind because I am like so ADHD. I feel like I would be like, oh my goodness. I feel like I'm gonna lose one or I'm gonna put like try to put two in the one and oh my gosh, I would be so terrified. I so. I am a hot mess everywhere else, but when it comes to diamond painting, I have my beads in an area. I got the trays that I'm going to work in a different area, and it's like, woo Like, you okay. do meditation and everything before, because you, like you said, you have to pay attention. You mm-hmm. cannot, it's the only time that I can quiet my mind, because as okay. a woman, we can't do that. That's a man's gift. That they can just shut off their brain. (laughs) So I found it through my journey of mental health. Okay. For depression and anxiety. And it helped. Because it quieted my mind. And I I get, I'm an artist. (laughs) You know, after I do it, I'm like, oh my gosh, look at my project. (laughs) What is your favorite picture that you've done diamond painting? Is it like... What kind of pictures do you do? And what was your favorite one? Oh, my goodness. So, I give them away. Okay. I, I have not done a big one for myself. Like, I'm talking 20 by 40 inches. Holy shucks. <laughs> Girl, that is huge. Yes. So, i done a horse for my work wife. Okay. So, you know how they, uh, they say work husband and stuff like yeah. that? We don't have work husbands. We just have each other. So, we just each other work right. <laughs> so, she loved horses. So, it was a gorgeous picture. And then, uh, one of my friends, um, I still haven't got, given it to her. I'm such a horrible friend. But it, it will be yeah. free one day. I promise. <laughs> Sadly, she lost her baby. Oh, my goodness. And he fought for, like, 46 days to stay here because he was supposed to be a stillborn. And, like, going through all of it, when I saw this picture, I thought of her because it's a mother and it's um, mom's dream, angel dream. And it's a mom holding a baby. And I was like, when I saw it, I I told the brother-in-law and sister-in-law like oh my god do you think like she will receive it like we're seeing it or we're like she wouldn't like it and she loved it and it represented the same thing it just reminded her of when he was able when she was able to 
hold him as a baby. So that one is my favorite one because it's like pink, blue, purple, all the bright colors. And it, it's just when you look at it, you you see love. You that see how a mom should be with their baby. So sorry, I didn't like, yeah, no, but that is so beautiful. I love Donald painting because I yes. like, I will see a picture and be like, oh my gosh, I think of, about somebody else. For me, right now, I'm working on a fairy. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, okay. Well, do you have any words of wisdom for anybody before we close out? And where can my audience listen to or find you for more of your funness and amazingness? Yeah, so mental health is my jam. So okay. I'm always talking about mental health because, like, I did the evaluation and everything uh, to know what is from trauma and what is mental health illness. So okay. if you want to join me on my journey and meeting people and just talking about how to survive this grown-up life, you know, yes. it's not easy. And if you've got it together, probably my podcast is not for you. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're struggling out there, girl, come on and listen to my podcast because I like, I like to look for the advice of people who already went through it. Yes. And they can show you the light at the end of the tunnel. So Absolutely. I asked the question. So it's like they come and promote their products and service. Okay. But I want to get to know them. For so sure. we can learn from what they did. Absolutely. Where can they find your podcast? Life with Francie podcast. You can find it on all major platforms like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. And now some of them are uploaded to YouTube. Hey, Life with Francie <laughs> on all major podcast streaming platforms. Go ahead and look her up. She is so much fun, as you can see. Let's. Well, obviously, I'm not saying like mental health and trauma is fun, but you know. It's going to be fun to, she, she makes it enjoyable. Let's go ahead and give her a, give her a check. And, um, any words of wisdom before we close out? Live your life. Yes. Don't worry about nobody else. Everybody else is living their life too. So 1000% <laughs> live your life. Thank you so much for joining us, Francie. It has been a pleasure. I will go ahead and get this out Thank you so much to our audience members, unladies and non-unladies alike. Thank you for joining us, tuning in. I love y'all fiercely. Y'all have a wonderful day.